What is up, everybody? Welcome to Divi Chat. I don't want to be the one to shock you like this, but it's only four minutes after. I feel like, I don't know, maybe everybody's not ready. But here we are. We are coming at you with episode 189. And today, today we're going to be talking about something that no matter where you are in your business, this is something that's going to affect you and it's going to be important. How do you get website clients? Whether you're looking to get your first one or you're looking to build up more and more and more revenue in your business, you got to have those sweet clients. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into it, let's meet the gang. Uh, Mr. Devitt, why don't you kick Hello. it off for us? Okay. Uh, good evening, everybody. Um, my name's Mike Devitt. And I spend uh, most of my day either designing websites, um, helping others with their website or SEO project or learning from others in our huge community. And you can find me at webdesignpro.co, Facebook, and LinkedIn. How about that? How about that? And uh, our, Corey Jenkins, why don't you unmute and tell us, tell the peoples who <laughs> you are. Thanks for reminding me to unmute. I've, I've been terrible <laughs> about that lately. They like talking <laughs> for like five minutes and like you were muted the whole time. <laughs> Corey Jenkins coming at you from uh, Prescott, Arizona. Aspen Grove Studios, Divi.Space. Very happy to be back. It's It's been a while. So hopefully now that the holidays are over in the beginning of the year madness, I can start making it at least a few times a month. Maybe not every episode. But, uh, if you could pencil us in, that'd be great. If I could pencil you in, I would, I would love to. I know. Um, so I'm super happy to be here today. Uh, this is a topic I know a lot about, even though I don't do a ton of client work uh, these days. But uh, been there, done that. So hopefully I can contribute something. And for those who don't know, it's snowing in Arizona, which wow. I live in the States and it seems yeah. weird. <laughs> that just seems weird every time. Yeah, we, we got uh, 20 inches of snow, which is uh, a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah, so. you're getting to like those places where they measure the snow in feet instead of inches. Yeah. Well, fun fact, Flagstaff, Arizona is like the fourth snowiest city in the U.S. People don't realize. But yeah, up, up here in the high country, we we get our fair share of snow. So it's, it's just we, so bizarre. Whether we like it or not. Yeah. 20 inches. That's fun. And uh, Timmy boy. Everybody. Tim Streifler here. I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, where it actually hailed yesterday. What uh, the two hail? miles from the beach, and we got hail. It was like little, little tiny hail that melted within three seconds. But hey, it hailed here, not snow, but uh, it's still frozen water. So that's a big deal for us. Yeah, that's, um, that's still unusual being that close to the coast, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, super excited about this topic. As Corey mentioned, uh, this is a, a topic that I, I feel like we can never talk enough about because everyone that's building websites for clients, even if you have clients already, uh, it's always good to kind of hear the new ideas and, and think of new strategies and stuff. And so I'm excited not for just what we're going to say here, but what our awesome community of regulars will, will uh, chime in and, and uh, ideas that they'll share in the live live chat. So um, super Absolutely. excited about that too. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the live chat, <laughs> it seems to be broken. Oh, so, Okay. Yeah. I thought it was oh. me like signed out and signed back in again. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. We may bothered. have to start. Of course, no, the one time I, I say that in my intro, it's not working. I know. Well, going on. Um, I, on GoDaddy, I was trying to change some like DNS settings. Uh -huh. 
and you couldn't get into the like the you know to change the dns on any anything in godaddy so i i saw something that there was uh fiber or something was clipped on the east coast and so there's a huge east coast outage that's mm. affecting a lot of like not just people there, but also services too. Uh, right. So you, you think they'd have that kind of stuff more secure. They've done that like twice, like down in the Phoenix area, like uh, a backhoe or something hit a fiber optic. Would you call cable. me? <laughs> I said back, not front. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, um, and it like took, it took power or the internet out in like all of Northern Arizona. And it was like, one of them was like some kids out messing around and they, they jacked it up and it's like, mm. Can you guys bury this a little bit deeper or something? I, I don't know. No, yeah, seriously. That's, that's okay. Great. So we've got Wait, we've got people watching, but nobody can nobody can chat. Well, you're gonna get a chance to start all over again because I think we have to pull the plug and do it again. Let's do this again. It says it, we have eleven watching now. I think it's just the chat, which it, chat. Yeah, it might be the. Uh, I, I'm I'm fairly certain it has to be the outage. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I'm I'm watching us on on you know on Me YouTube. Too. So of course, I didn't. I didn't do the restream, so we can't even tell people to go over to Facebook. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I that's doubt, the one time. <laughs> I know. I doubt starting guys. Right before this, it. right before this, I was like, I'm not doing the lot. I don't feel like dealing. I'm in a bit of a grumpy mood today, you guys. I'm sorry. I've been stressed out. And I was like, I'm not doing the Facebook one, just for no reason. You need to get you like a get you a little, you know, beer, glass of wine. Oh, I have a beverage. Okay. And I have uh, my um, my stress ball that's a cat face. Oh, cat cat face. Okay. Yeah. But, but you but like anyway. cats. Why are you like crushing their heads when you're stressed? <laughs> you know. Hey, okay, Tim, go ahead and finish your thing then. We'll just, we'll go chat free, which I hate. That's my favorite part. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm actually pretty bummed because this would have been a great topic for our, our live, live uh, watchers. So anyways, you can find me online at divylife.com. I have these stickers here that new uh, stickers. There we go. Oh, very nice. Oh, I man. ordered them because Adam Inlay for his son wanted some stickers from his friend's company. So he, uh -huh. he asked Corey, he asked Stephanie and a few others and I got them made cause I've never had stickers made before. Uh, and then I haven't sent them to him yet. And it's been like, you got months, stickers so. made for Addison. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Just stick an envelope <laughs> with some stamps. That's what I did. Yeah, I need yeah. To, I need to do that. And I was there uh, like anyways. three days or something. Yeah, uh, you can find me at DiviLife.com where all of my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials are, and WPGears.com where I have the Divi Business Expert course with our pal David, uh, who is not here today. Where is David? Anyways, he didn't say he wasn't coming. He just didn't come. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, he went to a barber appointment earlier <laughs> and then a well, little that bit should ago, be he, quick, I would think a little bit ago, he, he checked in on me. He's like, you guys snowed in yet? And I gave him an update and I haven't heard back. So, um, you know what he's doing right now, guys, you know, for sure. Chicken yeah. Popeye. The CPP. <laughs> there is a CPP yeah, in the he's, oven right now. He's got now. The, uh, the new dog and uh, <laughs> chicken pot pies and he's, oh uh, man, I bet that puppy's going to love her some CPP. <laughs> All right, you got Tim. That was the I think that's on record as the longest intro ever in the history of Debbie Chat. <laughs> but I was only talking like that much of it. So. I know, I know. It's not your fault. I'm not blaming. Seven you. seven minutes. I uh, yeah, we've been going for twenty minutes here, and I haven't even gotten to my own intro yet. I'll make it quick, guys. I'm Stephanie Hudson. I rep Focus WP here on this this here podcast, and 
we help businesses outsource the things that they don't want to do. We help agencies specifically outsource things like maintenance, copywriting, and development. So you can check us out at and come hang out in our Facebook group, focus on your biz. And uh, maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get Miro to go set up a little chat in the, in the Facebook group today. And we can all at least chat over there. What do you say, Miro? Go set one hint, of those hint, up Miro. If you're in the group. Yeah. Hint, hint. yeah that, that's a good group. Miro's there. I don't get to participate too much, but I, I see a lot of the talking going on and I think it's a great place to discuss topics like today's episode. So um, it it's seems a like fun bunch too. Problem. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you know, sometimes you have a bad entrepreneur week and you need to be around other people who could be like, yeah, that happens and it sucks and you're going to be okay. You know, virtual zoom hug. That's what we're there for. Anyway. So today we're talking about getting, clients, getting website clients specifically. Obviously, this is the Divi Chat Podcast. We want to build some Divi sites for people. Um, and Tim and Corey, as you know, don't do a ton of active website building at the moment for, for clients, but they have done their fair share and they know a thing or two about getting clients. Mike is very active in the development of sites still, and I am a sort of a tweener. So uh, who wants to jump in and talk about, I was kind of thinking, um, maybe we can start with how to get clients. If you don't have any yet, we've been doing sort of a back to basics the past couple yeah. weeks. If you haven't heard those, you may want to tune in. We sort of did a little very basic Divi primer. We did uh, one on identifying your ideal customers. And now if we're going to target them, how would we go about doing that? Yeah, I, I can kind of, kind of tell my backstory on that a, a little bit. Um, so geez, I've been working with WordPress now for like 13 years and, and designing sites, but 10 years ago, I made the jump and I moved out to, uh, to Prescott, Arizona, had some family here, but didn't really know anybody. So I was kind of like starting over, you know, I wasn't at the point where I could just like freelance and not have to have a, a different job. <clears throat> but, um, I, I took a job at a, at a radio group as their, uh, as, as their web developer and stuff and kind of, kind of through that, I, I met you know, some, some local people and it, it wasn't like I was picking up a ton of clients, but, you know, find, find that one person or, you know, business that might need some help. And even if you have to do a site for free or like super cheap, just to start getting your portfolio built up in your area. Um, to me, the, the biggest, the biggest thing that I ever did was just helping a few small companies who were like, turn, turn them into your biggest, uh, you know, turn them into like your biggest fans and just help them out as much as you can. And they're going to start telling people and, you know, before too long, that kind of, kind of spreads out. And, um, it's, it's a good way to get going. Uh, it's hard to get going from ground one, from ground zero when you have like nothing in your portfolio, you don't have any client recommendations. So if you have to, I mean, even if you've been doing web development for yourself or web design and you feel that you're above that, maybe just, go ahead and do it, bite the bullet, get some, you know, stuff out in your portfolio, get some happy clients and then kind of, kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I like totally agree. Yeah. So it's something that, um, I've talked about probably on here as well as, uh, WP, the podcast and, uh, David and I teach it in our course is when you're brand new, chances are your first few clients are going to come from your existing network. So people that you already know, um, and one of my uh, catchphrases, things I like to say a lot is people want to hire people that they know and trust or people that they know and trust knows and trusts. 
I don't know what Stephanie's doing there. <laughs> She's gone. Right. No, we can't hear you. Are you? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I keep talking. That's, that's higher than I thought you could count, Stephanie. <laughs> that's brilliant. No uh, like and trust. I thought you always did three. No like. And it trust. is no like and trust. Yeah. It's it's. I always say no and trust, and then Josh added no like and oh, trust. Josh. Oh. Um, but it is. It's no like and trust to me. The like part's a given. Um, however, uh, I guess some people out there might not. Everybody be. likes Tim Streifler. <laughs> I mean, if you're it's someone who like. is interfacing with people and uh, a friendly person, then that's going to come kind of naturally. But yeah no like and trust so it's uh your your first two clients especially are going to come from people that you already know or that are referred to you by people that do know you like you and trust you and mm -hmm. so the reason why that's important is like people think that like oh i need to start like uh knocking on doors to uh businesses down the street in my area or i need to start advertising or i need to start doing this and that and like well some of those things may be good things uh, your first few clients are right there within people you already know. And so you just have to reach out to them. And, and uh, like for me, what it was, Corey shared a little bit of his story. My story was I was doing kind of web design on the side while I had full-time jobs for several years. It was never something I was trying to get clients for. I never planned on doing it full-time. It was just like, oh, I know how to build websites because I had to do it for myself over here. And then like someone heard and said, hey, can you build me a website? And it was just like the super organic way of growing a side business. And then it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm sick of working for a company. I want to work for myself. Hey, I have this skill. I'm going to go out and do it. And so what I did was I quit my job, spent like three weeks or so uh, doing a logo and branding and redoing my site. And, and, uh, and then I did, um, I did a Facebook page, invited all my Facebook friends to go and like the page and like, kind of just did a blast. Like, Hey, just so you know, I'm doing this now. Like, if you need anything, let me know. So it wasn't like spamming. Uh, cause I, we've all seen that before spamming your, your own Facebook feeds, so all your, your followers get annoyed. It was just like a, a quick little blast. Like, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. And I got, and, and not only did I get a couple jobs right away, I got like from that initial one blast, I had people like people I went to high school with that said, Hey, I saw that you're doing web design now, even though I did that one last three yeah. years before they were coming back to me because I planted that seed. And so when they did need something, I was the person that they got in contact with. And so that's kind of the, in my opinion, the best way to get started is you already have people that are, are, probably needing someone or they're like, Hey, my buddy over here just mentioned that he needs, he's looking for someone to build a website. He doesn't want to do Wix or Squarespace. Um, so anyway, so that's a, the kind of the story I always share and talk about is your existing network, uh, is already there. It doesn't mean spam them. It just means let them know what you're doing and, uh, and then let people come to you. Yeah. So, Tim, Tim, you got featured on elegant themes too, right? Like a spotlight type thing. Yeah. Was that beneficial for you or that was, that was probably a year or two into going full time. Um, and it, and it was beneficial. It was more beneficial for, uh, international. So, uh, most people that start out, it's like, it's very localized. And then, um, and so when I got featured on that, I was able to get people contacted me that were Divi users that said, Hey, we need someone that's a Divi expert. And so I got it. And I actually, I, I, it's hard to say whether it comes from that or just comes from Divi life, but I still have 
a lot of leads coming in, even though I don't really do client work anymore. Um, and so that kind of got my foot in the door doing pro, uh, projects from people that were not in my local area, some not even in my country, but overseas uh, and abroad. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, but, but yeah. I think that's one of the greatest things about when you start off as a business. So with my history, my first website came from a neighbor, literally next door neighbor. And she knew somebody that needed a swimming, uh, a swimming school site set up and Say that they need times fast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When you've had a few swimming drinks. Site set up. Indeed. And we, we, we got together. I got together with a client. I was really nervous and I sat down and I did all of the, my consultation with her, got all the information that I thought that I needed, got my website created. It was a very cheap website for them and it was, it was e-commerce as well. So I was using WooCommerce for the first time. Oh man. So that was a great introduction for me right in at the deep end. Um, and, but what was great about that was that enabled me to get that first website onto my own website, which I'd spent probably too long going over and over and over and thinking, is this good enough to, to, to be out there? And where is it on Google? Oh my God, it's on page eight for my local mm -hmm. area. Um, how am I going to get my next client? And just as what Tim was just saying, that one snowballed into another, into another, into another. It was really weird how I literally didn't do any marketing for the first two years in business. And, and I was really amazed when, I, when that happened because I, I just kept one finished, another one uh, was just on the horizon, then another one, then another one. And, oh. and then you get, get to a certain point where you get to um, a, a nice portfolio and you start to rise in the Google rankings. But you, I always said to myself, well, what you should be doing and what everybody says you should be marketing every single day. You should put time aside every day to do it. And I tell myself every day to do it and I don't do it. <laughs> so <laughs> It's exhausting. It is. It is. It is. Uh, because it's so coming up with something new. what we've learned here today new. as a catch up is that these guys all had it happen accidentally uh, or alternately you can just get asked to post on elegant themes. Helpful. Oh, I didn't do anything. The work just came in. So how do we get it? Okay. So we post on Facebook. We tell our friendly network what we're doing. Here's the hot button one. Do work for free. Go. What do you think? Yay or, yay or nay? I have done. I think as Corey mentioned, when you're starting out and you need things on your portfolio, uh, I think it's it's a good thing to do for sure. Um, I think because some people say, oh, we'll just build demo websites. However, like we all know, building a demo website for a fictional company and actually going through the process of building a client website to their specifications with their content, uh, basically solving whatever their problem is, whatever they're trying to accomplish with the website. Those are very different things. And so like to me, if I was going to hire someone to build a website for me and I saw, oh, they have a couple like demo sites with just like stock photos and stuff. And then compared to someone who who's actually done real work for a real company, I'm going to go with the one that has the experience working with a real company. So if that means doing a couple free pro uh, projects or, or, uh, discounted, you know, 50% off type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. 
then I think it's definitely worth yeah, it. Yeah. Or, or barter. Um, you know, yeah. I, I have done some work in the past where, you know, you barter something if you need some landscaping or, um, you know, painting or something, something like that done. But, you know, if, if you're not doing it, you know, and, you know, everybody's got their own, uh, their own perception of, you know, what they should be making and where they should be at. But the bottom line is like, you're not there until you're there. You got, you got to start somewhere. So don't sell yourself short and do a ton of free sites and kill yourself and um, lose your full-time job that you have while you're building your business. But uh, you know, you, you got to start from somewhere. So. And I think on the back of that as well, you end up with um, the type of um, customer that almost expects it. So you, as soon as you start to put your fees up or you introduce fees, if you like, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I had one um, particular customer at one point get very, very upset that I'd put my rates up and, um, and she actually went back to an older email that I'd sent her because she couldn't remember what my rates were. She knew that it had gone up, but she couldn't remember what they were. And she went back to an old meal and sent me an email with what my rates should be. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Just, yeah. Hey, I, I ordered a pizza from you guys like five <laughs> yes. years ago. How come it's yes. worse now? <laughs> I was actually quite upset. I was quite upset because, like you know. 50 cents less a gallon. Come on. Yeah. I, I will say if you're going to do work that is free or cheap, which I agree with these guys, uh, you know, you go, you go into some of the other Facebook groups and stuff, you're going to get flamed if you suggest doing that. But again, don't, don't do it forever and do it strategically. Don't just give it all give anything away and just don't be so desperate, but think like if you can kind of get an idea of a direction, you might want to head. If you have a niche that you think might be a good one for you to target, focus on that. Or if you do have, a network of people, you know, there's a lot of um, moms, there's a lot of mom groups and like moms that have business, small businesses and things like that. Or maybe there's a club that you're a part of or an event that, you know, like a sport or something like that, you know, you can get involved if you've got any kind of, if you already have a network of associations of, of one kind or another, you know, focus on something like that. And then you can get, then you can maybe leverage that to be worth even more than just the one thing in your portfolio, because then you can go after more people in that same niche and show that you've got experience there. Yeah. And, and be sure to tell those people, whether you're doing it for cheap or for free, that you're the reason why you're doing it. Say, look, you know, I'm doing this, starting my company. I'm going to do this for you for free, but you don't want them going around telling other people like, Oh, you know, Mike's going right. to do a whole website for me for a hundred bucks, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Another thing I, nice. I like to say, and it doesn't hundred percent relate to this, but don't over, don't overcommit to a project that's way above your head in, in the beginning mm -hmm. or even, mm -hmm. even down the road. Cause uh, I've seen a lot of people, you know, Oh sure. You know, I just started out in, in web design, but I'm going to take on this, uh, you know, huge website for a hotel or a real estate company where we have listings and bookings and <laughs> Yeah. You know, especially if you're not charging a lot, you know, you're charging somebody a few hundred bucks and then you end up having to outsource uh, to somebody, somebody who knows what they're doing. So just, that's a fast road to a heart attack. <laughs> it is. It is. And I, you know, I've been in, uh, I remember being in situations, you know, not intentionally, but sometimes to, you know, you'd be sitting up at night like, geez, okay, what am I going to do about this? And then, uh, you know, everything, everything seemed to work out, but uh, don't, don't stress yourself out. Cause it's going to, 
it's going to ruin the fun for you real fast. Okay, so you're getting a little more experience, you know, a little bit, this isn't your first rodeo anymore. So we're getting into a little bit more advanced. Uh, I think it depends, of course, on who your client base is, who you're targeting, who that ideal customer is. But uh, I think getting involved in you know, where those people are in, in another life, we, we might say go to their conferences or things like that. But now you can do it from, from your desk or from your couch, get on to the Facebook. I mean, there is a Facebook group for everything. Get on a clubhouse chat now or whatever it is, you know, wherever your target customer is gathering, go there, be a part of that group, be a part of those things and don't just show up and be there, but be helpful, help, help people offer to do things, give people tips. One thing that I try and um, tell people a lot, and, and I see people asking about this, it, it's easy to, it, we, we get excited about all these geeky things that we know. And so we want to jump in and tell people how to do everything or talk about it or whatever. Tell people what, based on your experience and what you've read and what you know, tell them what, what would be good for their business or what, what would be good for them to do but don't tell them how to do it. That's what costs money. That's your expertise. So if you can show people like this would be very beneficial for your business is to have this kind of website with this kind of functionality, and then you can do this to get more customers for yourself, blah, blah, blah. If you can just say that you know those things, then that goes a long way to showing your expertise in an area. And it leads them to then say, can you show me how, or can you do it for me? One of those two things might come of it. If it doesn't, if they're just going to go and do it themselves and take, it's not stealing. You're you're just being a helpful human being and they're not the right customer for you. But if you can just tease it a little bit out there so that people want to learn more from you, then, then you're heading in a good direction too, I think. Yeah. And even if you do show a little bit of the how, uh, like for example, uh, what comes to mind is like speaking at a, um, uh, like a local uh, meetup or, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, networking group. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the networking groups, whether it's, you know, virtual or in person or whatever, will have, you know, different people present on something. And so a web designer mm-hmm. would, would typically share something related to their business and website and stuff. And um, a lot of times if they see like, here's how you do something, you know, you give them a taste, you don't show them everything, but a lot of times they'll see how complicated it actually is. Mm-hmm. And so even yeah. though you did teach them something, they're like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I just want to hire you. <laughs> so it's like you show, and, and what you're doing is you're, you're building credibility. So you're showing that, like, Hey, you actually know what you're talking about. And they're able to kind of see you talk. And so they're able to get to know you, get to like you a little bit better, get to trust you a little bit. Um, and so then they're going to be much more keen to, to want to hire you. And I, I think that same thing goes for people that are out there doing tutorials as well, uh, because people want to hire experts and they see like, hey, this person right here really knows what they're doing. They're top in their field because they're producing all this content like I want to hire you type of thing. Yeah. So Yeah, I totally agree with that. One of the other things, uh, uh, the networking group that I was going to before lockdown was that we'd have to do 40 seconds pitch. So you had had 40 seconds to stand up in a room of 30. Yeah, 40 seconds to stand up in a room full of 30 people. They would have failed that today. (laughs) It's hard. It's really hard. 
there's a they have a timer on you so you literally as soon as you've as soon as it's over the timer goes and some people go on and then they stand up the guy that's running it stands up and says oi sit down and uh, <laughs> oi <laughs> yeah and then then you've got the ch- then you have the opportunity to speak uh, do a presentation so you might not actually present uh, something about uh, web design you might just present something about something that you know but equally that's still going to get you um, so we used to swap cards that was swap business cards that's going to get people swapping business cards with you and then you can talk to them about their business like stephanie was just saying open-ended questions um and and listen to them uh, and and then you 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 can tell them about what you do what you know what it is you know specifically or how you can potentially help them um but um, i saw many people that didn't necessarily present in their own expertise area but people really liked how they presented because they were presenting something something else. And so literally, as soon as they'd finished their presentation, you had three chances to swap your cards with um, other business people. People would, would, would go straight to that person. So even just presenting, and it's really nerve-wracking doing it, you've got, um, it's usually about a 10-minute um, presentation. Um, it's a really uh, good thing to get, you, get yourself out there. So, so even if you're going in there, for web design is your purpose of joining this networking group. You can get up and talk about uh, organization, project management, yeah. music, whatever. Yeah. Anything, yeah. anything that's anything that just draws people to you because they're trying to get to know you as a person that, that comes down to that, that sort of trust expert. Can I trust this person? Will I, maybe, maybe like is important at that point because you've got to work with somebody. So you're going to know whether you're going to be able to get on with them. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think, I mean- you, you could be the best web designer in the world, but if your project management and organization skills are garbage and you're dropping the ball left and right, then, you yeah. know, that's going to, that's going to turn some people off. I personally, I, I'm not a great networker. Like I don't, I'm not like super introverted, but, but I am, but I don't. You're a little awkward. You're a little awkward. Yeah. I, I don't like going to those, uh, <laughs> those Thanks, Stephanie. Um, <laughs> I thought that was my wife talking to me for a second. <laughs> A little awkward, Corey. I, I know. Um, you are. All right, it's it's adorable uh, yeah, on you though. I mean, you you know, wear it well. That's part like, of your charm. <laughs> there's people like like you know David Blackman and Stephanie who can walk into a room and meet everybody. I, I don't, I'm not comfortable in those situations. I'll do it, and I usually do okay. But it's not. I, I've just never liked. Most doing people it. are not. Yeah, and but I've seen people thrive. So if you have that personality to where you feel comfortable and you don't mind hitting, you know, a bunch of networking groups during, during the week, uh, once everything is back open, but you know, a lot of them have moved to like meet up and stuff, which, uh, for me is a, a little bit easier doing it virtually, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm the kind of guy, like, okay, I'm here for 10 minutes. I'm at a couple of people I'm, I'm leaving, you know, you're like, get me out of here. Yeah. I, my tip for that. If you're awkward in a group like that, bring a buddy. Even for me, like I'm super gregarious. I'm not shy. I like, I thrive. I'm the like stereotypical extrovert. So I thrive in a social setting and that's what recharges me. But even then, if you're at a group and you don't know anybody and they maybe know each other or something like that, it's still awkward to approach a group of people that are talking. And it's just weird. If you have somebody with you, it's not as weird. Like if you just go up with, with somebody else and you're like, Oh, Hey, I'm so-and-so this is my friend, blah, blah. It's like, if for some reason that like takes it down like 10 notches of awkward, I don't, I don't know what, like, I don't know what social 
rule that is, but that's a little trick. And that may not make, you know, maybe that's easier said than done. And it's virtually impossible. It's because true weirdos don't have friends. So if you bring a friend, it's like, wow, you must not be a total weirdo. <laughs> you must know somebody. Yeah. Um, I also think like like some co-working spaces are, it's a way to like passively, is such a good idea. passively network. You know, if you're just showing up to a place, not every day, you know, some people do, but even a few times a week and you meet people, because there's people that do all kinds of different things from co-working spaces. Totally. Um, so. And in addition to attending the networking events, I don't know if this is mentioned, but speaking at them, I just ha had an opportunity, just someone I met on Facebook. She's another developer. I forget how we even started chit-chatting in a private message. And then she's like, I, I do this. She runs a, a meetup in uh, Toledo, Ohio, or someplace like super random like that, that I would have never, ever gone and been a part of. And um, so I said, yeah, sure, I'll give a talk. Well, I kind of forgot about it. And it's the last minute, of course, I'm like, what should I do? And I was like, you know what? I'm just, they all want, they like hands on things. I was like, I'll just walk them through how to maintain their site using a tool like ManageWP, something like that. It, people loved it. We had like, there was like 35 people or something like that. I ended up getting some friends have joined the Facebook group and I landed a client from one hour of my time doing that and just sh again sharing some knowledge sharing a tool and it was like that turned out to be such a great investment of time and so for those of you who might be nervous about giving a talk i literally was like here's how you set this up here's how you add a site here's you know if you can if you sort of reframe it as teaching sometimes that could be a little bit easier again i know that the type of thing isn't for everybody but that's something that that does work uh, so you heard it here people go to toledo ohio I don't even think that's where it was. I have no idea where it was. <laughs> and <laughs> also funny. like when you think of uh, giving a talk or, or, or teaching, whatever you want to call it, it's at least in my mind, it used to be where I would think of like, okay, what is something that's really like crazy impressive that other people that are at my same level are going to like be wowed by. And it's like, that's not what it's about. Like, cause most people, especially when it's like a networking group and stuff, you're not talking to a bunch of WordPress uh -huh. web designers or, you know, whatever you're talking to small business owners, anything yeah. that you can teach them, they're going to be, they're going to learn something from and be wow. Yeah, it's about, actually you know, a good whatever. ego boost. Right. Like you're yeah, a genius. Exactly. Yeah, to, so yeah, it's teach like, them, teach them. And then for people, you know, um, who may not know a lot about it, like show them the benefit of, of these type of things. Like, you know, take everything to the benefit for them, for their business and. Um, yeah, like I, I, I'm a firm believer that like pretty much everyone has something that they can go and teach on right now without any preparation at all. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what, what's that one thing? Okay, well, that's probably what you should teach. I'm not saying don't do any prep. I'm just saying there's stuff out there that, that we know so well that we take for granted having that knowledge and experience that we can go and share that and do a talk on without really having to do much prep work. And the other thing that I, you'll find when you go to the uh, networking meeting is that you'll go there and <clears throat> there'll be a number of different small business owners there, but there'll also be other web designers there that, as well. And that can be a little bit, what you, what you find is you either get somebody that will come up to you and speak to you and just they get to know you. So you do, just to find out uh, about who you are and what you are. But what you'll also find is that um, you'll end up meeting some great people who you may end up working with. And 
And so sometimes people see it as like this huge competition, you know, I've now got to stand up and be better than that other web designer in the room or, and there might be two or three of you in there. What happened to me was that I ended up um, sharing an office with a business that arguably, you know, we're in competition, but we, we, we don't act that way. We, 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 we both get different leads and we both have different, different um, mod models in our business. Um, so you can actually be quite different as a web designer as well and what you do. And from that networking group, there was three of us that ended up in the same, um, in the same working space. So those other things that can happen as well. So just this like steamroller effect from going out and making this effort. I totally. That. I think, uh, I think in the Divi world, this whole idea of sharing, being open, giving what you have, the knowledge that you have and not being so proprietary, which can be a big problem in other industries. Even if you just go like a half a step over to like IT programming, things like that, there's a much bigger ego level. Whereas in, in um, web design and Divi, Divi specifically, I think it's, and I think a lot of the builders and stuff have great groups and everything, but I remember early on, it was Gino actually was uh, Gino Quiros. who was a founding member of Divi chat. He was one of the original panelists and uh, he started just, he would figure all this stuff out with Divi and he would just put it out in tutorials and he would just teach things and give it away. And I remember like, I learned so much from watching that because it made me realize like you, we sort of have this innate tendency. I don't know why to say like, Oh, I know this, I got to hold tight to it it's proprietary so that I can make money off of it. But I watched Gino and these other people following suit and giving things away and watching the business just flood in because they were, they were like that whole mentality was just so, I, I don't even know the right word to describe it, but maybe somebody else has better words than me today, but, but I no. really love that. And I think that really still sticks in this community. Yeah. And I think it goes into people want to hire people that are experts. And so, like you said, there's that tendency to be like, oh, like I figured this out, like, you know, keep it for myself type of thing. But here's the thing with like technology and especially WordPress and Divi and everything, like nothing that you do is really original. Someone else right. has already done it. And so people, if someone's searching for that, they're going to find it from someone or they're going to figure it out somehow, they might as well learn it from you, you know? And then uh, like, especially if you're t thinking of like a content marketing strategy and everything. So um, yeah, nothing, nothing is new under the sun when it comes to technology. Holding a little scripture there, are we Streifler? I like it. Yeah, uh, I guess so inadvertently. <laughs> if you guys, um, it, we've got about another 20 minutes or so left. There is a there is a chat going on in the group focus on your biz. It's with a Z. I'm keeping an eye on the requests if you're not already a member, but you can jump in there. And uh, I mean, I don't want to brag, but there's a picture of Carlos's kitten in there. So cat, you know, cat, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I keep checking YouTube, and the chat's still down. So. I know it's the YouTube uh, chat is still down, but something weird's going on in the interwebs uh, today breaking YouTube, man. So, okay. So we've talked a lot about like the beginning stages. If you have no work at all, we've talked a little bit more about once you've built a little bit of expertise, what if you get be like to a, a higher point where you maybe aren't going to be the one who's shaking the hand and doing the actual marketing and, and sale with each person. What if you need to start just getting leads coming in without you being the one 
to introduce yourself or hand them a business card or whatever. What, um, what tips and tricks do you guys have for that? That one kind of applies to both product or service. So you, I know you guys do a lot for your product businesses. Yeah, well, I could be wrong. Eventually, like, I think, uh, you know, I I did reach a point in my freelance business and uh, Tim can probably speak to it. And my, all all you guys to where (laughs) I was basically like, my problem wasn't work coming in. It was like keeping up with the work. Right. Mm -hmm. So at some point to where, you know, you don't have to turn that away because you turn it away and you're like, Hey, six months from now, I can help you. They're going to go find somebody else. Right. And then that's going to maybe affect you down the road. So at some point, you know, I think you're gonna have to hire somebody to help with some of the design and, and some of the, some of the workload. Um, But if sales aren't your bag, you know, you can always talk to somebody about helping with outside sales. Maybe somebody wants a part-time job. They they're connected to a good network and you're giving them a commission off every website they sell, you know, 15, 20% you know, that could equate to, you know, a couple hundred bucks uh, per site. And for somebody looking for just some side money, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I've actually worked with uh, in California because we had a, we had a marketing agency that kind of turned digital, but I knew like every radio person, newspaper person, um, you know, TV person out there, the salespeople, and, you know, you'd, you'd see them out and about and talk to them and, Hey, you know, if you can refer us any, web clients will, you know, give you a, you know, 20% commission or something like that. And we ended up getting quite a, quite a bit of sales, uh, you know, coming in from, from those people. So, but that'd be kind of my advice is if you're telling people you're months away from helping them, figure out a way to help them hire somebody else or else you're going to lose them. And then you're going to maybe exponentially lose, uh, you know, it's going to kind of branch out from there. Yeah. If only only you knew somebody who you could go to for outsourcing. I know, right? Well, I'm not saying now. This is like way before I knew you. <laughs> no, I was, I was telling was, the peoples. I know you're was, good. Was graced with my presence, Stephanie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> nice. uh, oh, man, I was just going to say something else about that before I started to be... What, what was the, the question again, uh, <laughs> Stephanie? No, I, I like remember... What, <laughs> like what... So you guys, I, I'm sort of trying to like lead you down the road of talking about advertising and things like that. I'd see Tim's face in my Facebook feed and uh, Instagram feed quite a bit. And so that's another way that is, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was looking at my phone earlier and I just had it sitting there and Tim's like ad was was up on my phone. I'm like, oh, hi, Tim. I'm I mean, paying money so, so that you guys get to look at my face. So that's why I'm yeah. saying you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I've already purchased all of your products. <laughs> Yeah, people. Oh, that's working out great. (laughs) People will try to tell me how to do ads and that like, oh, you need to exclude people that already purchased. But it's it's not that simple, especially when you have a bunch of different products. It's why we all probably still see elegant themes ads, even though we've all been lifetime artists for a decade. It's really not that (laughs) simple. You're going to waste more time on trying to conquer it than you are like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I disagree with that. I think you should, I think you, an email arriving, even if you do have most of someone's products is a reminder. Yeah. It's a reminder. So if you've, let's take it, say you've taken out a subscription with one of these companies, you might have bought something. I've bought some stuff from, from um, Divi space. It's, oh, I get an email and I think, Oh, I must do that. I must do that course. I did from, you know, from SJ or something like that. That was, uh, that was on Divi space or, you know, Up you get an email from, 
yeah, or an email from from yourself, Tim, and you and you and you think about divi overlays and divi bars and stuff like that. So you just they're they're immediately you're just you're just thinking about things that you've um, you're reminded. You go back, you check. Oh, what, what have I got with that again? And it's and it I I always think that those uh, an email is is harmless. It's it's yeah. up to you what you do with that it's, email. It, it's crazy how some people yeah. get so like you're you know, just so intrusive and it's a, it's an email, you know, it's not like I'm like <laughs> knocking on your door trying to sell you like floor cleaning products. Like, Hey, do you have any stains yeah. like coming in spray? You know, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's an email, just delete it. It took you like, you know, two minutes to, to write us and tell us this big spiel about how we should segment our lists and stuff. It's, I don't know. I, I'm, and you I'm get sure loads I, of those. I just like, I delete them or set up some filter of some yeah. sort. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll get people that, because it'll be a promoting my all access pass membership. They're like, I'm already a member. And then it's like, okay, well, I do so filter angry, out too. members. Like, why, why I know they're, so they're always angry. so angry customers. <laughs> and then it turns out that they're subscribed to two emails. Yeah, so, they have a different email address, right? Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Why, yeah. So it's like, I'm sorry that my email marketing system isn't smart enough to know, you know, wh whose emails are both owned For by the same For a while there, I was getting the same email from Aspen Grove, Divi Space, and what was the other one? There was three, there were three companies and I was getting them all from all of them. And I, I did, feel kind was, of bad i was like it's probably like a course or something like that yeah i, I was like uh, yeah this, i was like listen i'm unsubscribing but it's not because i don't love you i just can't <laughs> take it <laughs> yeah i didn't get angry i didn't get angry like some people do so, so uh, I, I guess back to your question paid, has paid ad has paid ads worked it's worked for you right i mean you keep doing it, it, it has with with products however i feel like when you're doing client work and you're a service business I feel I have a different mindset with paid ads because I, I personally never did it when I was still doing client work. I didn't do paid ads for uh, like my web design services. And I've talked to very few people that have had a lot of success with it. Um, and I think it, it always comes back to the principle of people want to hire people that they know, like, and trust. And so I feel like if you're going to do ads, it's more of a long-term strategy where you are building up that trust and, the, and building that brand so that, you know, at some point when they do need someone, they're going to think of you. Um, so yeah, my tune's a little bit different when it comes to a, a service-based business, particularly a small service-based business. I think big agencies that have a ton of experience, they have a big brand, they're well-known they can uh, do the big ads and have them pay off because they have that that big brand behind them. So I, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that in terms of, of paid ads with a, a, you know, a small web design service company. Yeah, I, I had some success and man, this has been seven, eight years ago, but I did have some success with AdWords. Um, just, you know, one, I, I, and I don't know how the algorithm is 100% uh, nowadays, but that back then, you know, you'd pay for AdWords and that would also boost your organic SEO. Thanks, Google. Um, but, you know, I, I and I witnessed it, you know, hands on. I started paying for Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like that. So you could pay for ads and then like over a few months, you'd see like your rankings, you know, go up with, you know, and the Google search. Um, I did have some success. Hmm. I'm trying to think um, what the heck was Thumbtack. I used to get a ton of leads in from like Thumbtack and it was one of those like, you know, referral services that were like contractors and all kinds of people on there. But um, I, I, I did get some good leads in from, from Thumbtack, but you have to like, it comes in and you have to like pay to quote or something, yeah. like that. you know, you're paying like 50 bucks or something to, 
to accept it and quote that person out, you might not even get it. But um, that's a good point. I actually got a client from Alignable recently. Great client too. He's a great guy, has a business, has never had a website, has no marketing in place. He had no logo, no nothing. And he just wanted the works. And yeah. he's a super great guy to work with. And I'm like, freaking alignable. I like, I just delete every alignable email that comes I've never through. Heard but of that. That's it. That's a, that's a great point though. All of those ones that have those like neighborhood networks or all that stuff, like do the free listings, put yourself out there yeah, on those things. Directories, and, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. SEO Moz, they have the Moz local. And I, I used to submit to that because they, they put, they put your listing out like, you know, without you having to go through every single one of these directories to like 50 different directories, phone book, online directories and Yelp and all that kind of stuff for like a hundred bucks or something like that. To me, to me, that was worth it. So I don't have to go through and like manage all of these directories, you know? Yeah. I think um, this has kind of reminded me of something else too, which might be taking a step back in this conversation a little bit, but if you are trying to get business, you are, like make yourself your own client too. like do the things that you would do for a client. And if it's hard to do that, it's hard. It's hard to do for ourselves. We all like, there's probably zero people listening to this or in this group right now who love their website. <laughs> like, let's just face it. Like there's always more things we wish we could do or we should be doing or whatever. If you got to find a buddy or whatever to help, you know, bounce ideas back and forth, but make sure your website is at least functional, mobile friendly, make sure you have a Google, my business and set up your search console, you know, like do the very basics that, that you would expect a client to do, or that you would uh, tell them out of the gate. These are the foundational elements. Like make sure you're at least doing those things for yourself as well. And periodically, if you're going to do ads, um, have a look, put something like hot jar on your website, take oh, a hundred, yeah. the free version of hot jars, like a, you get a hundred videos. You can delete the videos of all the people that bounce in and bounce out. And you can look at some of the more meaningful ones where you see someone that's say viewed six pages or, and you can see where they've exited your site and you can see where they're scrolling and it's, and all of a sudden you see your website in a completely different way. And, and it's, mm -hmm. it, it's true. you can see things that you wouldn't have seen when you were designing it. And you think, where are they going over there for? <laughs> Yeah. I what use one called mouse flow. It's the oh, same flow. exact concept and you get 500 yeah. free on the free plan oh, get more, for one more site. On yeah. 500 in a month, which is plenty for most use cases. Like if you're just trying to figure something out, Tim, what's yeah. funny. Oh, I was just going to say, you can just subscribe to all the competitors and at some point you'll have like a thousand videos because <laughs> just utilizing the free ones from each service. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, Google Analytics has a good um, kind of user flow chart that, that you can use. Uh, it's it's free and it's kind of interesting. Oh, I haven't used that. That's cool. Where they're coming in from to what? Oh, page. the behavior flow. Yeah, yeah, the behavior flow, path to purchase. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know sometimes you might you know see an area that's like really obvious of like okay this page is like scaring them off you know I got to take my picture off there. <laughs> <laughs> They leave as soon as they see this one page. <laughs> Why is it the same page every time? I know, right? Uh, there's uh, the other thing that we have not addressed, which is I can't believe we've made it almost to the top of the hour without talking about content marketing. That is another one that has it. been. Oh, you did? Oh, I missed it. Sorry. Briefly. It's been such a 
a buzzword over the past couple of years, but you know, there's a reason for that. I remember David talking about uh, with you guys with Aspen Grove, he uh, and uh, he has such a knack for certain things like this. And he was just like, we're going to start blogging. We're going to start generating content. And that really skyrocketed you guys. I think he just he yeah, we, I think you guys it, sort of started writing them and then you just really quickly hired somebody yeah, to start writing keyword was, driven it stuff. Was me at first, um, kind of was our uh, it was, you know, David and I doing everything. Um, I also did it a bit when I was freelancing. I, I committed to doing some content marketing. I didn't really, you know, locally see anything from that. But yeah, it was it was huge for us to start writing articles about web, you know, web development and, and even just, you know, business practices and stuff, kind of like Mike was saying at a networking group, you know, you're a web designer, but you're talking about other stuff that you have expertise yeah. in. And yeah, I mean, we've got, geez, I don't even know how many blog posts now, but we have like- Oh, thousands probably. Several, I mean, that's- Yeah, we have several content writers. Uh, we have Josh, um, you know, we, he came to work from a, for us from a big WordPress company and he's managing our content now. And it's just a super valuable area of our business. Um, we don't do any paid ads for our products. It's all organic and- uh, and just from content marketing, yeah. So here's the trick with, with like some of us here, our clients are our kind, you know, like we, you like for Tim, you know, you guys, you Divi products. So it's like you're selling Divi to Divi people, right? So uh, that's one thing. What if you are, you know, what if you have like professional services, like you're selling to attorneys and dentists or things like that? that makes it a little more tricky, right? So what do you put on your, on your website? Do you talk about those specific things? So you're saying if you're a web designer that's selling to attorneys specifically? Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so this is where I, I have difficulty with content marketing for service-based businesses because it, I think it depends on if you're localized or not, or if you're going to do uh, uh, projects nationally and internationally. Cause I, I've been on the other end of that, like searching kind of DIY type stuff. And I come across a website that has a really great article that will show me how to do X, Y, Z. And the thing is, even if I get stuck and I'm like, Oh, I wish I could hire this company or, or whatever. They're like 99% of the time they're in a different state or country. Uh, and so it's like, that's my problem with content marketing when it comes to web design. It's like if in your scenario, Stephanie, say you write an article that's like, um, you know, the 10 best uh, contact forms for attorney websites, you know, or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and you get some attorneys that are like kind of tinkering around trying to build their own website. They come across your article like, oh, this is really Super jazzed about this. contact forms. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now, if, if you do websites for attorneys, nationally internationally and like you don't have a localized business that's great because if they want to hire you they want to subscribe to your list and get more content from you that's helpful that's awesome mm -hmm. but if you're localized and you only build attorney websites in your city and state well then you know is that really helpful i mean you could probably make the argument that you do enough of it it will pay off however personally i would argue that your time is better spent networking, building connections, and really focusing on the referrals. That's my yeah. two cents when yeah, it comes to I, service I agree. based and local. Like, especially something like, you know, an attorney or like, you know, medical. I'm just trying to trying to think because those are like, you know, uh, tough businesses like write articles about, right? Like I'm a, mm -hmm. I, I'm a web designer, you know, and, and what I am, I dropped out of college three times and 
Um, but you know, we're sitting there like writing articles about like attorneys and you know their field and how you know, and it's you're like a quitter who just can't quit. I know, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, Tim's right. It, it'd be a little bit difficult. Um, but you know, like like one of the uh, the niches that we kind of fell into through David was like um, RV, RVs, RV. yeah, and. Not that that was local, but that's something like, you know, you don't have to go to college to like learn how to RV, you know, and yeah, so totally. you start writing if you wanted to target a community like that or an, or an area, I think it's a little bit more broad to do. Um, but yes, some of them are super tough and Tim's right. If it's, if it's local, it's almost. Yeah. Local's different. Something I've seen some local businesses do is um, maybe do a little podcast or something that has that interviews local businesses. Do something, again, do something that's beneficial for the people that you're trying to get as clients. So put them out there, let them advertise their business on your platform. Talk about their website needs and how you've helped them too, but like make it about those people and you know help them get out there, make it a resource for the neighborhood if, yeah. if it's something that you're doing yeah, that, locally. Point. Yeah, and if you're using those local keywords, like if you are doing like a customer spotlight and it's a coffee shop and the community you're in and you're, you do enough of those, it is gonna start bumping up your local SEO, so. Yeah, speaking of podcasts, that's another one. If you are, you know, I mean, maybe being on video is awkward for you, but if you don't mind audio, you you don't need a ton of expensive equipment to be on a podcast. And there's a, a lot of people that have regular shows that are constantly looking to fill the slots for guests. And if you can come up with sort of a hook, you can go and do a big push and apply to speak on podcasts. And those are something that is really great for SEO, I've found, because they advertise about you and put links back to your website. So you're getting backlinks, you're getting publicity, and you're getting to share your expertise on something. And again, it doesn't, it can be a tiny little element of what you know how to do, but it's just, if you have something that could be valuable for their audience, you know, and go in with that attitude. Don't go and try and say like, I want to sell this because they won't let you come on. Like nobody wants that. But if yeah. you have something to share. You have to figure out what are they looking for? They're looking for, they're looking for valuable content in the form of a solid interview. You know, what can you mm -hmm. share that makes their podcast more valuable? Not knowledge right. bombs. Knowledge bombs. Drop some knowledge bombs. Tweetable like, knowledge bombs. <laughs> Nuggets. And don't forget nugget. things like um, LinkedIn as well, um, mm -hmm. and 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 consistency across um, because you could, you can obviously uh, have uh, your uh, business on LinkedIn, yourself on LinkedIn, create this consistency across your social um, networking so that when people are looking and they're trying to decide and uh, you know um, who which web web company should I go with and they perhaps go on your website and they click on your LinkedIn, they look up, look at you, they see the same branding, they see the same person, they mm -hmm. see the consistency. It's what Google's looking for. And it's what people are looking for as well. Yeah, yeah I've always of, kept my LinkedIn up, but I, I've never like really felt connected to it. It's, it's uh, me neither. I'm the yeah, same way. I feel like it's such a so-and-so wants to connect with you and I'll accept it. And then I'm like, sure, five, five minutes later, I have something in my inbox like, hey, outsourcer, you know, yeah, oh, you're the 20th person to do that this week. But yeah. Yeah. And speaking of LinkedIn, I, I I agree. I've never really been big on it and and spent time with it. But uh, if you if you do want to go down that path and and certain and niches and stuff are really big in that. Um, one thing I can say is don't treat your LinkedIn profile like a resume. 
uh, treat it more like a landing page. So like a lot of people will, will treat it like a resume and it's like, here's everything I've done. Here's everything I've accomplished. I've earned these things. I've done this, whatever. And, and obviously it's part of it has to be like that just because of, of the format of LinkedIn. But if you treat it more like a landing page, it's more about what I can do for you. So if you have a prospect that's looking at it like, oh, web designer, and you're sharing, here's what I can do for you. That's going to be a lot more meaningful than the other profiles that are just bragging about like, I did this, I did this, I worked right. here, I accomplished this. And it's like, no one cares about that. They want to know what's, what it's going to do for them. Yeah. I did see one business. Uh, it was a sort of life coaching business uh where one particular individual just swore all over linkedin and all over the way and it was, it was their way of making themselves stand out but it was it wasn't like you know swearing every two words it was a few swear words on there but it is unexpected um but it was it was in context but it was basically saying well if you want to speak to me and you hire me this is the type of person that i am so it, sounds like whether that's right or wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, F off. I don't want to work with you. And people are like, please work with me. Gosh, I miss that girl. Uh, I, I have two more little tips that I was thinking of. And I, one is um, to formulate some partnerships. So uh, I had a partnership for a while there with an IT company because people would go to this IT company and he would fix their computers or do the network in their office or whatever. And then they'd be like, well, you know, computers, can you build us a website? And he would just say, no, that was it. And the lead would just die right there. And so hey, I said, at least he said no though. Cause some of them that say true. yes, that's they should true. not be that's saying true. yes. That is a good point. And so I said, send those to me. I'll put you on my website as a, you know, as a partner or whatever, or I, you can put me on yours. However, you know, like we worked up this whole deal sort of, and, and had like a little referral partnership. And uh, I didn't ever send him any leads because nobody asks me if I know how to do it. But, <laughs> but, you know, like you can come up with that and if they get a little kickback or not, like sometimes it was just worth it to him to be able to solve a problem for his client, yeah. like to show that he was a good resource. He didn't even care about getting a kickback on most of the things. Yeah, you yeah, just want to send them to somebody trustworthy and, and take care of your customers. Um, I have had been out like meeting with somebody about like their website and they're like, hey, can you like, hook my monitor my up printer. and i'm like no. <laughs> yeah that's true my, my, my days of crawling around on the ground plugging yeah. in computer parts are, are over i'm sorry yeah oh, the <laughs> dreaded printer printers yeah. or like, i've been i've been referenced like in a client email they're like uh oh i'm 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 uh i'm ccing tim streifler he's our he's our it guy i'm like no yeah <laughs> i, I, I am I not have family members who introduced me as an it guy maybe they were saying like you're the it guy Maybe, but most likely not. <laughs> Just comes with a territory, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, it really does. My last one, if nobody else has any more, I, um, I think too, but don't forget that as you start down this road and you start getting these clients in the door, the easiest people to sell to are the people that have already purchased from you. So remember to nurture those relationships and maintain them. If you can get people on a care plan that is going to do so much good for your business because then you stay in touch with them. Also, you're making money every single month, but then you're staying in touch with them. And as you're running updates and checking things on their, their site gives you the perfect opportunity to reach out to them and say like, Hey, have you thought about making this enhancement? Or you know, uh, we just started doing this for some customers, or you want to start taking, you know, selling things online or blah, 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 whatever. You could just go in and do upsells very easily. And it's not like a hard sell 
because they already know, like, and trust you. Yeah. And, and on that note, I joked about uh, clients referring to me as their IT guy, but um, in a, a lot of ways, you become their, you know, their web guy, their web gal. And, uh, and that's a good thing, you know, for a small business, it's like they have their bookkeeper and this is who does this for them. They have this, they have this, they have this, and you're their web person. When they have website needs, they're going to come to you, even though you built their website two years ago, you're who they're going to come to, to, to do the work, especially if you have the ongoing maintenance and stuff like that. Um, and, and Stephanie's exactly right. You're the people that have already paid you money are so much more likely to, to give you money again than someone who, who you, you just met. And so I have a, a client that the, it's like I did three like projects and then a lot of little stuff in between. The first project was the big website redesign. Well, actually the, the second and third projects I did for them were actually higher dollar amount projects because it was adding specific functionality. And so it's like we did the rep, website redesign and then we did the upgrade to add uh, e-commerce. And then we did this other thing to add even more levels of, of functionality. And so it's like, it wasn't just a, a one and done job. It was, you know, a, a strong relationship over a lot yeah. of years. Every couple of years, you're going to be refreshing their site and making it more web 2.0. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, 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 what are we on now? Is it like web 6? I, I don't even know. I, I've, I've had that said to me several times, like, you know, and this has been years ago, but can you make it more web 2.0? Uh, looks like the YouTube chat's up. So if we want to start this episode over. Uh, yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Tim Strachan, broadcasting from San Clemente. <laughs> oh, it is up. Yay. That's so exciting. Just in time. Go on, look at everybody, everybody go. To go yeah. Hit the like button. Yeah, smash <laughs> it. Perfect timing, everybody. Go smash it. Uh, thanks for coming, everybody. We're so glad to have you here. Go sell some websites. Let us know if you're going to try out any of these tips. This was sort of a meandering list of tips, but um, I don't know. When are, when are we not meandering? That's a good point. It is Divi Chat. So that's it, what it's you more fun expect. to do that than to stay linear and, you know, what's around the corner. Linear is so boring. So yeah. uh, did anybody have a final thought that they wanted to throw in? If not, that's okay. I will say one final thing. I've never personally done this, but I had a friend of a friend who did it. Uh, when he was starting out, he would find random businesses with terrible websites and he would rebuild the homepage. And then he would reach out and say, hey, no pressure. I, I saw your website and I took the liberty to uh, you know, do, a, do a quick redesign. If you'd like to talk about this further, you know, let me know. And he had insane close rates because they were able to visually see like, oh my gosh, look how much better it is than what I currently have. Because people will talk themselves into thinking that they don't actually need a new website. Um, that is until they see it. I think that's the best tip of the night, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. So I would oh, love if, if any of our viewers, <laughs> thank you, Mike. I appreciate <laughs> it. If any of our viewers tip. take that and do it, let us know. We'd love to oh, hear yeah, for how sure. it turns out. Redesign mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I was thinking about the, um, the actual contact form and actually the way that you went once people come onto your website. Um, asking them what brought you here today, uh, an actual open-ended, an open-ended question as well, and then try and make your contact form a little bit more interesting than the standard name, message, yeah. you know, um, try and do something a little bit more interesting. There's quite a few contact forms out there that you can do something with that's a little bit more interactive and what maybe a, a little bit of time spent on that would be really good. 
What about a chat? Do you guys like that? I can't. It's like we're so Never ingrained that if there's the little bubble with the one on it, you got to click it. Well, I, I don't. We've never really. They slow your site down, though. Yeah, I mean, we, we have we have them for we have the chat stuff like the help scout support type stuff, but uh, I I never used it from like a uh, a client's um, perspective. I mean, really, unless you have like a like a bot set up, like a chat bot or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. how often are you like sitting around when you're a web designer, just have your website open, hoping a chat comes in? It's probably not. I know it comes on a on a like I have one on my uh, Sweet Tea site, and it comes in a on my app, like it alerts it, me and. Do people hit on it quite a bit? Tons, but sometimes they do. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes it'll be like, I'll have had a conversation with somebody and then they'll go to my site to check me out and they'll send me a message from there and be like, okay. Hey, I was just checking this out. And it's like, when I respond right away, I think that's like meaningful to them. Yeah. Funny. I don't know. Cool. All right. Everyone go hit Stephanie's. Live <laughs> Come say hi. Come say Are you hi. there? Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephanie's your IT person. You go go ask her. Yes. And the one I use, I will Got tell a problem you. Problem with the printer. It's a Zoho <laughs> chat widget, which is bonkers because I would never have thought that that would be any good. And it's my favorite one. It's called Zoho Social IQ or something like that. It's free and it's like it just works. And it's it does slow the site down a little bit, but it's not horrible. And it also tracks like my visitors. And if somebody has filled in a chat before then they'll, um, it'll remember their name and I can greet them and things like that. So anyway, Interesting. tons of good tips. If you guys have more, I know there's more, I keep thinking of more now as we're wrapping up that we didn't mention, but, uh, if you like putting lead magnets on your site, how did we not even mention that? Did we? Anyway, what? never mind. Magnets. Lots more to talk about. Take it to the chat. You guys keep it going, uh, over on Facebook or message us on our Divi chat, Facebook page or uh, leave us a review. We would love that. If you throw us some stars and you can always go to ratethispodcast.com slash divichat to do that. In the meantime, we will be back. We'll be back next week with some more uh, super cool Divi topics. And then in two weeks from now, we have a guest coming on to talk about SEO. So that's what we're going to stay tuned for. We're going to have Kate Toon, one of our pals from Australia who really knows her stuff coming to talk SEO. So that's in two weeks. And uh, you'll just have to be surprised next week about the topic because that's how we roll. All right. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. Think of it right now. I'm just kidding. Thanks, everyone. Take care.